Welcome to the Oracle News Podcast, where we talk about the latest news around USF and feature special guests from the community. My name is Georgelina Manorea. And I'm Audrey Nikolaski. We're your hosts. Now let's get started. Hi, everyone. Back so soon? Yes. Back so soon. The Oracle News Podcast is back again with another episode. This week, we're going to be talking with Supervisor of Elections for Hillsborough County, Mr. Craig Latimer, who is also a USF alum. Uh, loved this conversation. And of course, I am Georgia Lena, one of your hosts. And instead of later this week, we are here with Miss Audra, one of our new staff writers. Uh, Audra, if you would like to introduce yourself for the listeners. I would. Hey, everybody. My name is Audra Nikolaski. I am a brand new staff writer on the Oracle and even more new to the podcast. This is my first and I am very excited to be here with you all. Yes, this I I definitely liked this episode, especially, you know, timeliness election coming up. We're talking to Mr. Latimer about the election procedures, you know, the the P word pandemic uh, mm-hmm. going on, you know, all of those kind of crossovers. Um, mm-hmm. Heard a few interesting stories about his time as supervisor of elections for Hillsborough County. It was very, very interesting. And, you know, the importance of voting having a plan. Um, Audra, anything else, you know, that really stuck out to you about our conversation? I mean, we touched on mail-in voting, which was very interesting, the do's and don'ts. And I think all the way around, he was very informative. And there's some fun anecdotes in store for you guys. Oh, for sure. For sure. Not to mention free parking when you go to vote at Amelie Arena. Mm-hmm. You heard that right. Free parking. Free, free parking. That's crazy. That's crazy. You know, USF students love to hear that. Free mm-hmm. parking. We don't have enough of that at USF. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no political here. <laughs> no, but yeah, it, it was a very nice episode. Um, definitely one we will have to tune into. So let's get into it. So we're here today with Mr. Craig Latimer, Supervisor of Elections for Hillsborough County. How are you doing today? Doing good. We're busy. Oh, I bet. I bet. Um, And, you know, we're just going to talk a little bit about, obviously, the elections coming up November 3rd. So we're just going to talk a little bit about that and how it's been for you all at your office. Um, You know, the first thing we wanted to ask was, how has the first week of early voting been? Um, How is it different from 2016? Uh, A lot more people. Um, It's been quite robust. You know, the very first day, we had 24, over 24,000 people voted at early vote throughout the county. I've got 26 locations. The first day of early voting in 2016, 19,000 people voted. Wow. By the end of the second day, we'd already had 10,000 more people that voted the first two days of 2016. Oh, wow. Yeah, that that's crazy, especially in a pandemic, too. You know, it's you think that you know, this emphasis on not crowding and not, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, all of that, that also brings into the question how that's affected, you know, your offices, any challenges that you guys are facing in terms of, you know, new requirements, public health requirements, what's that been like? Yeah, so we're following, there's actually CDC guidelines for polling sites. Um, All of our poll workers are masked. 
Uh, if you come to early vote, you're going to see that those people checking you in are going to be behind plexiglass barriers. Uh, and the very first thing you're going to do as a voter when you walk in is you're going to select your own combination pen and stylus out of a cup. And you're going to use the stylus to sign in on the electronic poll book and then use the pen to fill out your ballot. And then we want you to take that souvenir with you out of the polling site along with your I voted sticker. Uh, we're wiping things down regularly. We reduce touch points for our poll workers. Uh, we want to offer a safe and healthy environment for both voters and our poll workers. And I will tell you, just anecdotally, um, I'm watching people in line and they're social distancing. They're you know, getting that six feet apart easily. Um, and, and we've been talking about that in-person voting is probably going to be a little bit slower because we're not you know, packing a, a room full of people. And we're trying to social distance as well as we can, too. You know, you mentioned that it's going to be a lot slower this year. What do you think is going to be the biggest challenge for this year, considering the election and the pandemic and the election? You know, that's a great question. And, and the answer is, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and, and I mean, I don't know how to be more truthful than that, because, you know, we traditionally in the past, uh, we're really lucky. A third of our voters would vote by mail, a third would early vote, and a third would vote election day. Well, that got turned upside down. In the primary election back in August, 68% of the voters voted by mail, 12% voted at early vote, and 20% voted on election day. So, you know, I, I don't know. We're, uh, I think we're going to see a tremendous early vote turnout here. I mean, I can't imagine that this isn't going to continue because you know, again, look at the historical data. The last four days, you know, we go 14 days straight. So the last four days, which is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, those are the biggest days. And each one gets bigger than the day before, with Sunday always being the biggest day. So, um, you know, we're, we're going to see. Well, no, but, you know, we usually, in this county, 70% of our voters have voted prior to Election Day. And the primary, 80% voted prior to Election Day. Okay, and that was for this year, or that's yeah. usually okay. Yeah. Okay, and that makes a lot of sense because uh, a lot of what I'm hearing now is usually elect elections have been thought of. Oh, okay, November third, that's when the election is. But now I'm hearing a lot more of the election ends on November third, kind mm -hmm. of a mindset. Yeah, let me let me give you my speech on that. <laughs> Please. So, you know, we offer vote by mail, then we offer four voting for 12 hours and then the very last day to vote is November 3rd. So if you're going to wait till the very last day to vote, when you get up that morning, I hope you're not sick or somebody you have to take care of isn't sick. I hope your car starts or your Uber driver can find you, uh, that you're not going to get shut out of voting. I mean, I've, I've seen some crazy things, you know, I saw somebody sent me a picture that, uh, they went to go out to their car and a tree had fallen overnight right right on their car. I mean, just like crushed it. So things can happen. For those gutsy souls who do decide to brave election day themselves, what is your advice for that? You know, plan it. Uh, don't come first thing in the morning at seven. Don't go last thing in the evening at you know six. Uh, look at that 10 a.m. 2 p.m. area. Uh, that's, a, that's usually a good bet. But you know, again, because so many of our people are voting prior to election day, um, 
we'll see what the turnout's going to be. You know, USF, the students that do live on campus there, they can go to the Marshall Center. That's always a popular spot. And, of course, we've got early voting going on right now at Tico Hall. Uh, open 7 to 7. And Marshall Center on, on uh, election days only for that precinct on campus there. So uh, if you're a commuter or something, you can't vote there on election day. Okay. Um, and, you know, early voting is another thing that has been stressed along with um, mail-in voting. Um, what have you seen has kind of been the biggest mistake um, when, when it comes to somebody's mail-in ballot being invalidated? They forget to sign it. Plain and simple. Oh, no. But, but there's cure process <laughs> for it. And uh, ironically, we just had a report today where we've already been able to uh, get in touch with over 160 people that have cured either the lack of signature or signature mismatch. Uh, in the state of Florida, by law, uh, you can cure that signature by filling out an oath, an affidavit, if you will, and furnishing us with a copy of one of the acceptable forms of identification. That's all you have to do when you're you're cured. Um, the problem is a little voter responsibility here, right? Um, I've actually got a team of people that are doing nothing but trying to And 350 of them corrected it. The other 350 were like, eh, I'm too busy. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so you all have a team dedicated to resolving that issue of people forgetting to sign their mail-in ballot. We do. And, and on the back of the envelope now, we ask for uh, additional information. It's optional. But we ask for a cell number. We ask for a home number. We ask for an email address. You know, anything that you can give us or that you want to give us so that we can immediately reach out and start trying to get in contact with you. Otherwise, all I have is your address and I'm going to have to mail you a letter, uh, which is going to take several days to get there, and, but it'll have that oath in it. Uh, but, uh, you know, people that want their vote to count, they're taking care of it. I was actually, we've got uh, pop-up tents outside. We've got curbside drop-off for your vote by mail. And the very first thing we ask you when you pull up is, did you sign it and date it? And, uh, you know, then we put it in while well, I was back a little bit from the poll workers that were out there and this lady drove up and I saw she didn't have a ballot she had an envelope and it was one of my return address envelopes mm -hmm. and I heard her trying to explain that it was to fix her signature to the poll worker well the poll worker didn't know anything about that so I stepped in at that point and, and you know I said okay so this is your affidavit and you got a copy of your identification yes sir I said okay you know we'll, we'll process it thank you uh, so people you know there's a lot of enthusiasm out there I'm telling you uh, we've got lines at uh, several of our places, and people are standing in line. You know, we've had some severe afternoon showers here this week, too, uh, Monday and Tuesday especially. Um, at my election service center, where I am right now, we actually put up tents uh, that run the entire length of our building. And uh, that, that was like the smartest thing we did this year to deal with the weather, I can tell you. Right. I, I definitely. Sorry, go ahead, Audra. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I definitely agree. There's a voting uh, center down from my house, and they got rained out the other day, but they still waited an hour lines, according to the Hillsborough County Elections website. So they were all still standing out there. I know that you mentioned that um, you have a team dedicated to fixing the signature issues. I would love to hear about some of the mismatch signature problems. I know that that's been occurring. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? I can, and, and I'll tell you. Um, number one, the ones that are mismatched, they are like 
from somebody else. I mean, it's it's like nothing that we have on file. And I kid about it now. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to uh, zing the the younger group here. You know, we <laughs> we'll take the zinging. We we pre-register uh, our 16 and 17 year olds in high school, and when they're 16 and 17 in high school, they have this nice little curly handwriting. <laughs> Since they hit 18, now they're an adult, and their now signature is two circles with a line through it. Mm-hmm. Chicken scrawl. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so, at the end of the day, literally, 0.2 of 1% is the number that are rejected. And it's because the voter didn't follow up. Uh, you know, there's, it's kind of like if you want to go vote, but you show up on Wednesday, you know, the day after the election, you're not going to get to vote. Um, so we, you know, we give you everything and tell you how to do it, but you got to take some responsibility and do it. But yeah, the signature mismatches are amazing. I mean, we've got a, a tiered system where, um, you know, somebody will look at it and they're like, Ooh, you know, I, I can't see that. Uh, and these, you know, everybody that does this has been through training too. Mm-hmm. So then it will go to a manager. And if it's still unable to mismatch, then it goes to a senior level manager and then we'll start to try to communicate with that person if no match can be made. Um, so, you know, we've, we've got good processes in place. And I can tell you, because I sit on the canvassing board also with the judges. And, um, you know, we, we see what's left over that the people haven't corrected and what the signature is that they've given us. I mean, it's, it's nowhere near. It's, there's not even a letter that's the same. Now, wow. let me say this to you, too, though, because I think this is, is a, a great point. Mm-hmm. you got a family, mom and dad, and the two adult children are all living in the same house. They all get vote-by-mail ballots, and, you know, they come in the mail, and they get all excited and, you know, maybe pop open a bottle of wine to help <laughs> them make decisions. And uh, what they don't realize is that the return envelope is specific to the voter by the barcode mm-hmm. on it. That's the only thing that identifies. There's nothing on the ballot that identifies the voter. Mm-hmm. So they put them in the wrong envelopes. So oh. we get it back, and the first thing that you know they pull it up, and it's supposed to be Mary Smith, and it's David Smith. And it's like, wait a minute. So we look and see if anybody else got a vote by mail ballot at that residence, and then we ma- match the signatures where they're supposed to be. Because the law just says the signature must match what we have on file. It doesn't say, and it has to be in the envelope that I sent you. It just has to match the signature on file. So those are accepted. We call them householders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Very interesting. It seems like you got a whole host of unique responses in terms of vote by mail. Um, Are there any kind of misconceptions about mail-in ballots that you see in terms of um, public public opinion? Yeah, you know, we're really lucky here in Florida. We've had no excuse vote by mail since 2002. And the voters in control of this. The voter has to request a vote by mail ballot. We don't just send them out. They have to ask for it. Then we send it out. You got to sign that envelope when you send it back. The voter can also track that ballot back to my office. You can literally see when it's received and when it's counted. And I say that because in Florida, by law, we begin processing vote by mail ballots 22 days before the election. So we're counting ballots right now. Uh, And we have been. Uh, imagine if we, we had to wait until election night at seven o'clock to start counting these ballots. And I told you, I've already got 230,000 of them. And oh, by the way, it's a two page ballot. So now I've got four, you know, 460,000 pieces of paper. Uh, so it would be a daunting task. So we, you know, Florida's 
some great laws around that. And um, that's why, you know, I continue to say that I think that Florida's got a, a just a great opportunity to be a shining star on election night this year because we will have processed everything up to election day. Also, by law, I have to upload the early vote results into our election server on Monday before the election. So then Tuesday after seven, a little after seven, the canvassing board will say, okay, push the numbers up and push them out. So we're going to be producing a tremendous amount of results. And I, you know, I just told you that 70% of our voters vote prior to election day. That's what's going to be posted. Uh, so then, then the precincts will start rolling in. But yeah, vote by mail, is, it's a great option. All of the instructions, do what you're supposed to do. And, you know, I tell people to update your, your signature. You can do it online. If you go to our website, look for the registration button, it gives you an opportunity to update it. And when you do that, it pulls your signature in from your driver's license file. So if you ever forget how to sign your name, pull out your driver's license, because that's what we're going to have. Um, I know that you mentioned um, that how important Florida is in this election. I would love to hear if there is added pressure on you, given Florida's position as a swing state, and then also in Hillsborough County being a swing county. Yeah, we know that. Um, <laughs> I gotta tell you a little interesting story. I mean, you know, all elections are important to us. Certainly. I don't, I don't care if it's the Plant City election with seven precincts in it or the city of Tampa election with 100 precincts in it or our countywide with 390 precincts. You still have to do everything, totally. Um, having said that, it will probably surprise you to find out that since 2012, every election, every general election that we've had, midterm and, and presidential, we've had a recount. One of them, in 2012, actually, it was a community development district that we run their elections during the general, and it was a dead tie. Wow. If one more person would have voted in that election, it wouldn't have been. We ended up following state law, did the recount. It was still a tie. So what do we do? Flip a coin. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> in, in law, that they, it says you draw lots, you know, so you can, I know some supervisors will put out a deck of cards uh, face down and the two opponents would then pick a card and whoever wins the high card, that's who wins the office. Same wow. way with coin flip. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, what's it like, I'm curious, what's it like having, are the candidates present whenever you do the coin toss? Oh yeah. What is One of them's gotta call it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I bet it's tense. Yeah, and, and we'll, I mean, we've done that too. Like we'll, we'll say, okay, draw cards and whoever gets the high card then gets to call the coin. Wow. Very interesting. <laughs> Has there been some animosity or dislike of candidates that have had to do that? No, you know, the, the only one that we had to do that on was a community development district and the people were neighbors. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and you know, they both felt that they were equally qualified. So it was, it was no big deal to them, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's the same way with recounts, you know, when I mean, we've had them, uh, you know, the, a recount is automatically triggered in state statute if a race or a referenda item is one half percent or less difference. So that sounds like it's close, but it really isn't. Like in a general election, um, you could be 3,000 votes apart and hit that half a percent threshold. And with the technology that we've got, this is not going to change things. 
Um, but I, you know, I did, we had a, a race a couple of years ago and it was that many apart and the, the one candidate that lost, um, I used to run into all the time because she also was a county employee. So I'd see her in the office and every time she'd see me, she'd ask me if I found the rest of those ballots yet. <laughs> um, so she did it to me one day on an elevator and I finally said, yeah, I did. And you lost even worse. Ooh. <laughs> she doesn't ask me anymore. Oh, I bet. That'll put us right to that. <laughs> well, uh, if you see my uh, I Voted sticker here from the Bolts. Ooh. So, you know, we, picked up, uh, we picked up Family <laughs> Arena and Ray J Stadium as uh, early vote sites. And uh, the Lightning have just done a fantastic job. And, and they asked if they could uh, develop their own I Voted sticker to go next to ours. And we said, sure, we can do that. That's awesome. That's so cool. Fact, the first day I, I went out there the first day and uh, lo and behold, at about 10 o'clock, much to my surprise, <laughs> here they come carrying the cup out and put it on a, a stand out there for people to take selfies and Thunderbug was out there. They were, they were having a festive day. Wow. <laughs> that's amazing. And, you know, I think that's another good of trying to get out the vote you know they're they're hockey players they don't necessarily have to have to bring the cup out to the voting site i mean certainly but th that definitely is attracting i'm sure i would if i heard of that i would have gone and voted that day but um you know a lot of people might be hesitant at least what i hear from my peers um because of the climate surrounding this year's election you know maybe skipping, leaving one blank or things like that. You know, how important is it for people to cast their vote despite, you know, the climate around this election? We see a lot of big celebrities, including, like you said, the Lightning, you know, advocating, uh, ad, excuse me, advocating for people to get out the vote. You know, how important is that? And the Bucks, too. Well, let me, let me uh, hit you with a statistic here. In Hillsborough, 18 to 25-year-olds make up the second largest block of voters by age. All right. 18 to 25. So that's a seven year time span makes up the second largest group. They're only outdone by 60 and above. Wow. Let's be generous here and say 60 to 85. That's a 25 year span. So that seven year group is right behind them in the number of registered voters. The problem is 18 to 25 year olds also make up for the lowest percent of turnout. Hmm. Why all, do you think you all have a voice that's huge? It's getting better. I will tell you that now we've been watching this and in 18, there was more involvement. And I, I really think there's going to be a lot more this year. Um, you know, even, even at my age, I do uh, follow Twitter and I follow some <laughs> other people on Twitter, uh, some real, you know, important young people, uh, in our in our state, quite frankly, and the enthusiasm, the energy, is oh my gosh, over the top. I'm I'm really seeing it. Um, wow. So I'm hopeful, but you know, I, I I hate people to not vote in a race. I mean, that's just and and the other thing I tell people too, and and as you get older, this is more important. Local races, they're really more impactful to your wallet than the federal races. Mm -hmm. You know, the county commission, these are the people that they're going to have to make sure your garbage gets picked up, that your streets don't have a bunch of potholes in them, that you've got good quality of life issues. Mm -hmm. The school board is a taxing authority. Mm -hmm. Raise your taxes. Uh, you know, that's what we tell the students when we go into the schools, or, you know, 
try to impress upon them it's important to, to vote these races. It's like, hey, how do you vote here at your high school? Yeah, it's terrible. It's just awful. Well, let me tell you who sets it. Your school board members. Vote them out. Get a different dress code. Uh, so, yeah, it's important. The local races are just unbelievable. Uh, you know, your city council races, school board, county commission, uh, and your constitutional offices like mine. Uh, you know, those are those are very important offices to be voting on. You know, it's interesting. I really do think that we forget that, how important that is. I think there's so much stake in the presidential election. We forget the importance of the local elections. But I'd love to talk to you. You mentioned the energy um, in the younger generation this year, which is most of our audience. Why do you think the energy is so different? Um, you know, I think that, that part of what I just said, that there's finally this realization that you guys can make a difference. You guys can swing an election. Um, I mean, it's unbelievable. The power and the voice that y'all have has just been getting drowned out before. Uh, but I think that, uh, like I said, I'm, I am seeing some enthusiasm out there. And, um, man, when I see some of these campaigns, we won't even get into the TikTok. <laughs> okay? <laughs> right, right, for sure. And, um, you know, talking about the just the energy surrounding this election citizens voting everything you know what does election day look like for you as the supervisor of elections well i gotta tell you it's uh it's kind of interesting so you know we're here obviously early and uh you know the big thing for us is it's seven o'clock i've got to have 290 polling sites open around the county ready to go wow um yeah, so there's there's a lot of planning that goes into this, a lot of preparation, and um, we know you know that we're going to get the doors open, and then people are going to be there. The next big hurdle is we always have lines right at seven. How quickly you work those lines down is going to determine what the rest of your day looks like. But we've got, um, you know, we use electronic poll books, and we've got this dashboard. Uh, it includes a uh, a ballot count on it, so we know if a polling sites getting low on ballots or anything. Uh, we're able to see that. Uh, we literally can just about see real time a person checking in. Uh, so we, we can constantly see, you know, how many check-ins an hour we're getting. Um, you know, what's going on out there. We can actually tell if that, we, we use iPads. I can tell if the thing's not plugged in if it's on battery. Wow. So, you know, really sophisticated what we've got. <laughs> um, we use, uh, you know, GPS dispatching. Uh, we've got supply vans that are out there and, it, we, you know, we got the map up on the wall and we can see, okay, you know, we just turned this precinct red because they need something, whatever it may be. And boom, there's the green supply van. It's, uh, you know, a mile away. Get them over there. Uh, so there's just, there's a lot of planning that goes into this and staging. I mean, we even have what we call pop-up precincts for if something happened to a precinct, which we've had. Um, we had a car hit the pole outside a precinct and blew the power out and wow literally took the transformer out um and our equipment can run for a little while on battery uh but you know we that one turned out okay we didn't have to do a pop-up but if, if something happened we can yeah wow so I've had, I've had to put air conditioning in polling sites before go get a, a portable air conditioner and get down there because the ac quit working it was hot Oh, wow. It sounds wow. like you all are prepared. You've for got sure. your preparations ready. We try and do this for sure. 
So we know about your preparations, but that's only one side of this coin, if you will. What will, <laughs> what will the other half of this equation be? So what final advice do you have for voters who have not already voted yet as we go into this election? Have a plan. You know, don't do it by the seat of your pants. I'm going to tell you something. If I was a voter and hadn't voted yet, I'd be standing in an early vote site tomorrow. I'd be going on my website and say, let me find one of those sites that doesn't have any weight, and I'd go there, uh, or a small weight, because um, it's going to do nothing but build. It's going to do nothing but get bigger. And, um, you know, I don't want people to get shut out. It's not too late to vote by mail if you want to. October 24th is the last day to request a vote by mail ballot. Uh, if you do that on October 24th, you're not gonna, it's not even gonna be in the mail till October 26th. So you're gonna be getting it, you know, like the weekend before the election probably. Um, and, and having said that, you're gonna have to return that in person. You know, that vote by mail ballot has to be in my office by seven o'clock on election night. Florida does not recognize postmarks for stateside ballot. Mm -hmm. It has to be in the office by 7 p.m. And that's another one, you know, again, I talked about voter responsibility in the primary. We had 2000 ballots that came in after election day. And I went and looked at them because I wanted to see if there was a problem with the post office, what was going on. The election was August 18th. And I'm sitting here looking at envelopes that the voter signed and dated August 20th. Oh, and I got it the 21st. The post office did a great job. The voter didn't, mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you can't. Like I said before, it's kind of like showing up on Wednesday after the election and say, I, I came to vote. Right, for sure. Oh, yes, well, have a plan. I mean, have a plan of what you're going to do. The thing that, that we always talk about, um, if I come on campus, I'm not going to make a lot of impact on you. Mm -hmm. You're going to make way more impact on your peers, I, even though I am a USF grad, but you're going to have more impact on your peers. And, and that's what you need to do. You know, we... Uh, when we go out there and deal with the student government and different organizations, that's the first thing we tell them is, you know, nobody wants to listen to me. You know, I'm not, I'm not in that age group. Uh, I'm one of those old people. Uh, so, you know, get out there with your peers and, and talk to your peers. Have a plan. You know, have you all voted yet? Yes, I'm I have voted. Friday. I'm going tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> who, who are you taking with you? That's a good question. Which one of your peers you're going to take with you that hadn't voted That's yet? Important. That's a good That's question. Important. Yeah, let's go make a party out of it. Let's a socially distant party. <laughs> <laughs> Stay well, distant, wear masks. <laughs> well, thank you, Mr. Latimer, for your time, your stories, uh, the lightning, of your advice. It's been really, I've loved this conversation. I thank you so much. There's free parking down at the Emily, too, like all of our polling sites. Free parking. <laughs> Very cool. That's the best thing you want to hear mm -hmm. ever. <laughs> oh, well. If, well, if it's free, it's for me, right? Yeah, right. exactly. Well, thank you all very much. Get out there and vote and uh, have a great rest of the day. Thanks for tuning in. Rate or like us on your podcast platform of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at USF Oracle to keep up with the latest USF news. Special thanks to Joaquin Karun for the intro and outro music. See you at the next podcast. <laughs>